Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Eight primary schools in Greystones in County Wicklow have pledged to ban smartphones. It's the No Smartphone Pledge and it's been rolled out in County Wicklow. But the Education Minister, Norma Foley, says it could be extended countrywide. And uh, the first principal, or uh, one of the first principals who's part of the eight schools, um, Rachel Harper, is from St. Patrick's National School in Greystones and the leader of It Takes a Village to Ban Smartphones is with us on the programme. Rachel, just first of all, are you surprised by the reaction to the decision in Greystones? Well, I am somewhat surprised that it is so positive, you know. Um, I suppose when all eight principals were, were chatting together, um, and we are part of this It Takes a Village initiative where all eight schools are working closely together on different initiatives for the children's positive well-being. And one of the areas we were looking at was the smartphone. And we could see how one of the schools had brought into their school already uh, the smart code, voluntary code. And um, we just thought, how effective would this be if all eight schools signed up at the same time that hopes a new norm in Greystones? So the first thing I did was I put together an email and, and I asked all of the principals um, in, in Greystones to sign the bottom. So we put the email out to all the schools. And I suppose if you thought one school was being a bit strict and you were reading down thinking it's a bit over the top, but when you get to the bottom and you see all eight principals' signature at the bottom, it kind of says to you, look, there must be something in this. Um, and from that, then we were saying that our parents' associations were going to be rolling out the smart code, voluntary code. Um, and I suppose we didn't think it was going to be mm. like, but it was really, really positive. I suppose from the parents, they feel that um, there's a sense of relief there, that they had these concerns. And a, and a lot of them were afraid to speak out, I suppose, for fear of being the overprotective parent or, or maybe judging other parents for, for getting their phones for their kids. So, you know, there was, there was a lot of um, concern there, but I suppose parents weren't forthcoming with that or, or talking about it, you know. Um, so there was a sense of relief that, look, you know, the parent associations and, and the schools are taking the lead on this yeah. and they're asked to come alongside their fellow parents. You know, and and th- that kicks in from September, Rachel, isn't it? from the next school so we term. We started rolling it out um, in our schools just before the summer holidays. So yeah, it will really come into to effect, effect in September. In September the news yeah. today from the Education Minister, Norma Foley, that she wants to see the pledge adopted in Greystones possibly extended now countrywide. What, what's your reaction to that? I think it's fantastic. I mean, I think Greystones has really come together as a community, all the eight schools and Greystones and Dalgany together um, and I always say you know individually we can do a little but when we all come together we can do so much and it, it's just I suppose spreading that around the country that when schools come together and that when they work on initiatives together and when parents come together um, we can just do so much more you know and I, I think that it can be easily done I think it's just the delivery you know when we're talking to parents and to children explaining why um, we're trying to ask children. You know, we're not saying no to phones forever, but just asking them to wait to get a smartphone for secondary Mm. school. You know, and I suppose 
there's plenty of reasons there. As yeah. we're all aware oh no, of. I know, I know. Um, but is yeah. it how, how do you? I mean, the, the bit like I, it's a fantastic idea. It's a brilliant initiative. The only thing that when I talk to my friends about this is how do you ensure that there isn't like how do you know that there isn't one parent who has got or given their old smartphone or iPhone to their child who's in primary school, but they just don't. Do you know what I mean? They yeah, just don't bring yeah. it into the school. Like, how, how do you actually in, enforce that? Or how do you know you've got genuine buy-in? Yeah, well, I suppose we, we never we never fully know. And again, it is important to express that it is voluntary. You know, we're asking parents to consider waiting to get a smartphone for their child until secondary school. Um, and I suppose... It's the delivery of it and it, it's it's talking about it. It's opening up the conversations with parents like we're finding around Greystones. The mums and dads are talking about in the coffee shops because it's around all the schools that everybody, you know, I had the sports clubs coming into me and asking, can we bring this initiative into the sports? You know, so it, it is kind of a chain reaction. And I suppose it's mostly that it's, it, it's, it's goodwill and it's buy-in. And I suppose that parents really see the benefits of this. And I suppose we do, as schools, have an obligation if parents are trusting us. And this is something that we're going to be doing in, in sixth class. Then we roll out some training for kids in, in a healthy manner um, about they'll be getting their smartphones in secondary school. And here are some of the things to be aware of, you know. And I suppose that way then we feel as a school we're somewhat preparing them for the smartphones going in to secondary school. But again, there's a lot of goodwill. There's a lot mm. of buy-in. But I suppose well, it shows you the way. power yeah. of community. Yeah. Power, Rachel, more than anything. Like, I mean, yeah. what what you can do when you've got, what, eight schools together. Yeah. It's just smartphones, though, isn't it? It's the, it's the smartphone yeah, that again, can't have. and again, it's important to, to note, look, we're not against technology. We all have our tablets in our schools and we're, we're you know, that way forward. But um, it's just the smartphones. You know, there's, there's plenty of phones out there, the child-friendly lockdown phones, because... We're fully aware that children around the age of 9, 10, they need to contact the parents if they're going to after school or, or hockey or whatever they're doing after school. Uh, but it's just the smartphones. They just feel, you know, as a parent said to me recently, you know, you wouldn't let your child walk into a room full of strangers and leave them there, you know, or answer the door to a stranger. And it's just having a smartphone in a child's hand, just at the click of a mm. button, they can reach places so unknown to their parents. And it's just protecting them from this, I suppose the eight principles we feel childhood is getting shorter and shorter, and this is just another way to try and preserve that for a little yeah. bit longer. Well, look, but it's a not, yeah, it's a brilliant, it's a brilliant initiative, um, and it's quite really interesting. I'm, I'm sure you're you're delighted about the fact that you're taking the lead, and now the education minister looking at, at rolling it out nationwide. I want to hear reaction from people to this today. Eighteen hundred four five three one zero six. Rachel, thank you for joining us in the program. No problem. Thank you. Simon Lewis is a primary school principal and presenter of If I Was the Minister for Education podcast. Simon, is a nationwide smartphone ban the answer? Um, hi, um, Andrea, how are you doing? Um, I, I think um, yes is the short answer. Uh, you know, there, I, I find it astounding that, um, you know, there's even the question, should uh, children under the age of 13 be using smartphones at all? They're you know, they've uh, come on leaps and bounds over the last decade and 
they're now, I consider them almost, uh, and I, not to use too strong a term, but almost weapons. Um, they're, they're the things that can be done on these phones, and I'd be a big advocate for technology in education, and I would have argued up until a couple of years ago to allow kids bring their phones into schools. Um, but things have changed over the last few years, and they are now way too dangerous uh, for free use um, in, in, in schools or in general, to be honest with you. But how do you get the buy-in? Like, I mean, I, I can understand where you've, you know, as Rachel said, eight schools in one area come together. We're all going to implement this policy. But is it different than the education minister saying, I'd like to see this in every school, every primary school? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't really take the minister's comments very seriously. I, I think it's easy to say these things. Implementing those kind of things is, is very difficult. Um, and, I, I, and in fairness, I actually don't think it's schools that should be really leading on this. I think schools are the ones that could be supporting it uh, in terms of, you know, if there is to be some sort of ban, uh, let's say, on buying children smart devices like phones under the age of 13, well, then, you know, that should be it. I mean, I think that should be a, you know, it doesn't, it's not really a school thing, really. I think it's a societal thing um, that, in reality, you know, no child under the age of 13 should own a smartphone. You know, fine, let them have, you know, the phones that we would have had when we were uh, younger. But um, I think schools supporting it uh, rather than leading on it is probably the way forward. I, we've had uh, examples uh, back a, a few years ago, I don't know if you remember, in County Kerry, of a, of a group of schools near Tralee mm. who tried to do exactly the same thing as Greystones. And it, it worked for, for a while, but it petered out because, uh, you know, there was, it, it, when something relies on goodwill, it'll go for a while until, I don't know, communion season, let's say, when, when every child's looking for, their, for, for a phone for that. Um, you know, so it really needs... Um, I'm not saying legislation is the right word, but certainly more than just goodwill. 87 106 is the WhatsApp number. I really want to hear from parents today about this. How feasible is something like this? Uh, no smartphones, a total ban in primary schools. And would you buy into it? Would your children buy into it? Uh, Deirdre's with us on the line as well. Deirdre, your son goes to one of the schools, so in County Wicklow, is that right? He does, yeah, yeah. He goes to St. Kevin's and Greystones. How is he adapting to, to the new policy? <laughs> well, he he's the youngest of three. So I have two teenagers who do have smartphones. And the rule in our house was always that they, you did not get a smartphone until the day before you went to secondary school. So he knew that all along. So in our house... It was house, nothing it new to him. Bad. It was nothing new to him. But I think for me, even still... It's such a relief that the schools have come along and implemented this mm. voluntary, albeit voluntary, but I am 100% supportive of it. I think it takes the pressure off parents immensely that, that, that this is, you know, now we can say, well, even if you wanted a phone, sorry, you can't yeah. have it. Because she can't the have it. Saying, you can't have it. <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, you can blame the school, yeah. basically. <laughs> you can't have it Absolutely. Like, we blame the school for a lot as it is. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, but yeah, now yeah, I think it's it's brilliant, and I'm so delighted that we've started here in Greystones, and and Rachel actually is my neighbour down the road. So, okay. Um, I'm very proud that she's uh, she's taken that step, and all the schools have come together. Um, as a community, it just it just takes the pressure off parents, you know, that that we're not the only ones harping on about it all the time. You know, get off your phone, get off your phone. You can't have a phone. You can't have a phone. Um. It's relentless, and I see that with my teenagers. Like once they have the phone, 
it's it's game over, do you know. Well, that's the point, Simon, that, that you made a few moments ago. And I, I see a text in here, actually, Simon, to that point from James, who says your guest used the perfect word a few moments ago when he described phones as weapons. We've no idea what they can access and how they can use them. I think they should be banned in secondary schools as well. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I mean, I'm no, I'm no expert at second level, but I mean, I, the, the way I look at it, I'm a dad myself and I have a nine year old and I know I'm coming up to the point where he's going to be looking for this kind of stuff himself. But and we've, a, you know, and we're I mean, ideally, we, we'd be sort of saying until you can afford your own phone, uh, you, you can't have one. Uh, but I, I know that's not realistic. Uh, 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 but I, I, I'd agree at second level, there's too many things, you know, look, I up until a few years ago I would be advocating for phone usage in schools because it was a good calculator it was a good way of uh, it was a dictionary it was a thesaurus you could measure so you could do loads and loads of really positive things and they still do and we should still use technology in schools and give children access to devices in schools the problem really is is when um, when they're not under the control of the teacher there's too many ways uh, I mean essentially you know that, that children can do and access absolutely anything, and we're seeing and we're seeing time and time again the the mental health issues that are are, are arising, uh, self harming, um, accessing highly sexualized content, um, and and you know there were as parents we're, we're giving our children this thing which is harming them. I mean it really is harming them now, and we haven't been able to control it. We've tried for the last two decades to put you know to give training to parents we we, we have internet safety talks uh, you know several times a year but we're not getting to them and i think unfortunately we're at a point now that actually you know we have a thing that's way too dangerous and we actually have to put a stop mm-hmm. to it until we actually get a grip on what we're doing because um and it and it's going to take way more than schools way more than parents we're going to have to have internet providers uh, all the rest of them getting in, on board with this because once you give an internet accessible device to a child, they are going to find things and they're going to look for things they shouldn't be looking for. How do you know, Deirdre, I suppose, that some of the the children here in the schools we're talking about don't have the phones, you know, at home or in their pocket or like, what you know, what happens if if one or two stray? But sure, what can you do about that? I mean, that's life, you know, there's always one or two people who are not going to accept what it is and Mm. it is a voluntary code. So even if they have them at home, at least they're not in school. Like currently, I see children walking out of the school gates and putting on their mobile phones in primary school. Um, so at least if if the voluntary code has been followed in the primary schools, you, you're not seeing that. So it's, it's not as much in your face. Mm. And also, it's it's just not like I know when my te- when my they're not teenagers, but when they were in in primary school, like it was you know. The beginning of sixth class, Christmas of sixth class, confirmation, that's when everybody got their phones if they didn't have. And then it was like I from so many parents I heard all the time, well, you know, I had to give in because everybody else had a phone. I had to give in because. But now if we've got this charter, then we don't have to give in because, yes, there's always going to be one or two, but there's mm. always going to be one or two people in every group that do things that they're not supposed to do, do you know? It'll always be one or two smoking up the back of the shed. Well, sorry, that's what it was in my day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, funny you mention that. There's a text yeah. in from a listener who says, I think actually social media is worse. Another listener says, parents are selfish and will agree in theory to not buy children smartphones. But when little Johnny starts whinging about not having a phone, the selfish parent will, but it, uh, will buy it for an easier life rather than, God forbid, discipline their children and say no, according to this texter. Yeah. Oh, 
Yeah, but but if Johnny has a phone and none of his friends have phones, well then it's you know yeah it's not as 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 big a deal. Whereas it's when Johnny and Mary and Susan and everybody has a phone and then Johnny's the one who doesn't have a phone. Well, then then they will get the phone, you know. 87 106 is the number. I want to hear from you, from parents today about this. Is the education minister right? Should we ban smartphones in all primary schools across the country? Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. 1800 453 106 is the number if you want to join us. We're talking about um, the no smartphone pledge adopted by eight primary schools in Greystones and Wicklow. According to the Education Minister, that could be extended countrywide. And I'm asking you for your reaction today. Jenny is on the Parents Association at St. Kevin's National School in Greystones. Jenny, should the initiative there be rolled out countrywide? Um, I think it would be a, a good idea um, personally and I, I suppose professionally. Um, I'm also a secondary school teacher so um, I kind of see the emotional, social, educational difficulties associated with the, you know, the material that's targeted at, at you know, children as they enter um, secondary school and, and the the difficulties, the, the research shows, the increase in depression, um, cyberbullying, friendship difficulties. So I, I suppose I have a little bit of context from mm. that perspective. Um, and for me, I think it would be a really good idea. Roll it out to secondary schools as well. So, sorry, to, to roll it out to primary schools to, to, to start with, definitely. Yeah. I think even the younger years in secondary, we can't do everything at, at once. But I think even, I, I don't think that children of that age are mature enough um, to be given the responsibility to have like unlimited access to the internet, my own personal opinion. What do you think the reaction, I mean, is it a case of, you know, sit back and see how it works in the primaries first before ever considering secondary school? Or like, do you, do you think there'd be opposition to that, Jenny? Um, well, from... from from St. Kevin's School, I know that there has been nothing but mostly support. Um, so within the first week, of, ro- of we're rolling it out in St. Kevin's um, for September. And within the first week of that rollout, of you know communicating the message that this was happening next year, it's voluntary, um, obviously, as Rachel has, has gone through already. Mm. Um, but with, within that first week, 80 parents had signed up and said, yes, we want uh, to do this. So uh, just to give you context, there's about 450-ish, um, you know, students in the school. So that's that's what we're talking about. That's so that level instant demand. Straight away, yeah. And I think it's parents supporting parents. Um, obviously, in the older age group, like in the fifth and sixth class, um, age group that's more difficult to uh, to start now to say now you can't take a phone off a kid I suppose that you've already given to, you know maybe I'm wrong about that but um, you might not get buy-in from those so it's going to uh, from the, from all of those mm. age groups but I think if you start like if you have a child starting in junior infants and they're told this September you know mum and dad are signing this uh, form which says that you don't get a, a, a smartphone until you reach secondary school that it'll just be assimilated as not almost like a school rule that that's not what we do you know and there's, there's lots of school there's lots of rules in school that children abide by if you tell them you know you can't do this because it's not good for you yeah and um, i think you will get support and then eventually once those kids get older it will be easier to approach um secondary school students because you've had 
um, you know, those years in primary where no one has had a phone. Do you know what I mean? Helen is on the line as well, Jenny. Helen, do you think there should be a smartphone ban in all primary schools? Hi, Andrea. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, I do. I think it's brilliant what they did in Greystones and other schools. I mean, West Cork and schools are doing it down here where they're getting parents to sign a kind of a disclaimer to say their child won't have a smartphone. <clears throat> but I think it needs to be a national thing. I think it's really, really hard for, for schools to take this on. As a principal myself, I would love, you know, if if, if, if it, there was a national um, ban came into place that before you go to post-primary, you were not allowed to have a smartphone. Um, I said in my text to you that we're in a, we're a small rural school and we have seen children in fourth class, which is the age of 10, sometimes nine, having smartphones. Now, obviously, they're not allowed in school, but they would tell us they have phones. And they might say, oh, because I live on a farm, my dad says, I need a phone, so if I need to be contactable if I'm on the farm. But as I say to them, oh, when years ago people lived on farms and there was no phones and everything was okay, and if some kids have phones at a very young age and others don't, the peers that don't have phones get really upset. They feel left out of text messages mm. and arrangements to go cycling in the evening or meet up. And they're upset and then they put pressure on their parents to get smartphones, whatever type of phone. And it creates a lot of upset in families who are trying to hold off and have said to their kids, I'll, we'll get you a phone in first year. But when you see kids coming, you know, saying inside in class, they have phones in fourth class, fifth class. I mean, it's too it's too early. And to put the responsibility on schools to be banning phones is really, really tough because you can have a pushback from parents to go, well, actually, no, you know, my son or daughter needs that phone for yeah. this, that and the other. So, you so might is, not this get the, is this the right way then, then to do it, Helen? That you, like it's the initiative, is, I suppose it, it's been, you know, the Greystones um, initiative. Is that the right way rather than it just being a school policy? Yeah, like I the think buy-in. It, it, Yeah, I don't think it, I think it should be a national policy. I, I definitely think there should be something that is said from the government that says children should not be allowed to have phones until they enter post-primary and I understand, you know, when they go to post-primary, you know they the fo- the phones are a big thing and, you know, they, they have their own rules around that, but in terms of being a primary school teacher, I don't think children, seeing children up to the age of 12, 13, I don't think they're mature enough to have access to everything they have when they get a mm. smartphone and I think it's really, really tough for schools to have to implement policies on phones because you will never get 100% agreement. Um, you know, schools that get 100% agreement from parents to not give phones, they're lucky, but not every school no. is like that. Um, listener here says, I totally agree with a blanket ban. My nine-year-old is in the minority in his class. Most of a phone and he wanted one. I've told him that we'll discuss it again, but not until he's at the end of sixth class. I'm glad the schools are taking this initiative because a lot of parents aren't. My nine-year-old comes home telling me things that he's seen on his friend's phone. He's very exposed to a lot of the age-inappropriate content, uh, no matter how hard we try to keep him from seeing it. It's very scary. Anna says, could parents not just parent? So much easier to give in. Maybe the fantastic initiative by Greystones will help those parents to hold the line. Do you agree, Jenny, with that? 
And even before, you know, we've been talking about this in um, within the St. Pe- the St. Kevin's Parents Association. But you know, even before that, I think you know, if you're if you're going to be a proactive parent, and um, certainly from my own perspective, I w- would say to my my kids, I have two girls, um, their their friends, parents, listen, let's hold off. And you know, if their pals aren't getting one, it doesn't it doesn't really matter then if somebody else in the class is getting them because that's not who they're with after school. That you have some type of support network around you where you're you know you all the parents all agree because you're stronger together um, and you're united on your approach I think that that would be something that I if this wasn't happening that I that's the that's the road I would have gone down myself Do you know there's an interesting um, text in here actually Jenny and Helen from a listener who says I was in a school in China for up to 16 year olds last week they have an airport style scanner at the gate checking for phones so that no phones get in but I, I'm not necessarily saying we follow the Chinese model but there are other parents asking today about what's the repercussions if any in this you know if people if if children do end up bringing their phone into school where there's the ban I suppose the school rules dictate in that in that instance where for primary school anyways like phones are not allowed in school um, and I know in, I'm a secondary school teacher, so I can't really speak for primary schools. But in secondary school, obviously, phones are only allowed to be accessed after school um, and they can't be on. Students are not supposed to have phones on their person. I think there are some schools who are looking at or have introduced, you know, like a pocket, like a bag where the phone has to be uh, contained. Yeah, I see a few of those yeah, messages in and, too. Yeah. yeah, and that uh, they can't be accessed. Um, I think they're quite expensive, so I'm not an arm. My school certainly hasn't. I mean, it was mentioned as um, a possibility, but um, I, I think if we if we can sort out primary school first. I think that would be the way to go. Mm. And then we can look to secondary schools. That's, so, that's about my own thinking on it. Yeah, ju- just finally and briefly then to you both, the education minister's plans to possibly extend this countrywide, you, you'd, su- you'd support that move, Jenny? A hundred percent. Yeah, and yeah, Helen as well? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 100%. I can't imagine there'd be any opposition. Yeah, I agree no. with what Jenny's saying as a post-primary teacher. And obviously, as Jenny said, as in primary school, phones are not allowed at all in the school. But even those phones are not allowed in the school. And as I said, children as young as or as nine or ten have them. We see the spillover and repercussions of the phones in class every day. Even though they don't have them in class, we see, oh, someone sent me a text message. I was I went out with this person cycling last night. Oh, someone wasn't invited. You know, all that goes yeah. in school, even at that young age. So absolutely, I think what they're doing in great Greystones is great. I think it should be a national Okay. Initiative. Well, there you go. Jenny from um, St. Kevin's in uh, National School in Greystones. Helen on the line there as well from Clonakilty. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.